A reading from the book of Romans, beginning in the sixth chapter. Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. When I was a kid, it was just a good amen from the oldest guy in the back of the building. <laughs> Friends, this evening marks the crisis point in the Triduum, the three holy days of Easter. Following the servant-hearted nature of Christ on display in Maundy Thursday and the sorrowful, silent darkness of Good Friday as we mark his death, the world is transfigured by the raucous illumination of Christ's resurrection from the dead. Which means that this evening is a liminal space. We stand at the edge of the old world as it is collapsed by the new, and we are drawn into the dimension of Christ's resurrection, which is the dimension of God's kingdom. It is also liminal in that it bridges Good Friday and Easter Sunday, revealing to us that the resurrection loses all meaning without the crucifixion, and that the crucifixion loses all meaning apart from the resurrection. This liminality is displayed for us beautifully, mystically, in what we just witnessed in the sacrament of baptism. I'd like us to consider the lesson that we just read from Romans as a lens through which we can understand what Christ has accomplished for us in the triduum of his passion and resurrection. And much of what I want to say this evening can be summed up thusly. Christ endured the diabolical that we might participate in the symbolical. Now, at the risk of losing you, we need to do a bit of word work. Because many of you are likely already scratching your heads. Wait, wait, what? 
Jesus endured all of that diabolical stuff so that we could have symbols. The trouble is we don't typically use the word symbol with its original meaning in view. Diabolical, we, set, we tend to understand. We, we tend to use it as things pertaining the, to the devil. And in that, we are right, but perhaps not in the way that we think we are. The word symbol originally comes from two words, which means to throw together. Similarly, similarly diabolos means to throw apart. As David Fagerberg points out, Jesus symbolizes the human and the divine for us in his person. He throws them together as he is both fully man and fully God. And the work of Christ in the world, in everything that he does and says, is to throw back together the created order with the God who made it. And this work is needed because of the destruction the devil has wrought in our world and wills. In his diabolicalness, we have been thrown apart from God, away from the source of life, and have cast the world into darkness by separating it and ourselves from God's illumination. This is essentially the story that Scripture presents to us, that God created the world as a good place, as a place in which to bring together his creatures and himself, a place rich with symbols with places where he would be thrown together with his people, where God's presence melds into his human people as he walks with them. They enter into his life. But in forfeiting that symbolism, we have been held captive by the power of sin, death, and the devil whose only work is to tear apart what God has joined together, and we have joined in with him gleefully to our own destruction. And so we live as fractured people in a fractured world. And we are helpless and unable to rectify the diabolicalness of our existence. We live not just at war with ourselves and one another, but in a thrown apartness from God himself. This separation and tearing leads us to be less and less truly human as the image of God is covered over by layer upon layer of decay. And it is this very thing, this very diabolos, this throwing apart that Christ endures on the cross. Flaming Rutledge in her breathtaking work on the crucifixion makes it clear that execution by crucifixion was specifically designed by the Romans to cut the crucified one off from the community of humanity. The suffering was so immense, so public, so humiliating, and so utterly alienating that the message communicated was, this is no longer a person. As Rutledge horrifyingly points out, in nearly every other form of execution, there is still some connection to humanity. As the executioner, the one killing you has to be there with you. But in crucifixion, you die utterly alone because it is actually your own body killing you as you fail to breathe. Christ dies alone. Abandoned by friends and followers, betrayed by one of his closest circle, tortured, humiliated, strung up completely naked for all to stare and jeer and malign. 
He is torn apart from the very humanity that he came to redeem. Of course, this is no, by, by no means the worst of it, as it's been pointed out for centuries, that in Christ's cry of dereliction, when he calls out to his Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We see Christ at the apex of his suffering. He has existed eternally in loving communion with his Father until this moment when he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. Christ endures the diabolical, this tearing apart, this separation of himself from the community of humanity in order that he might raise us up and symbolize us by putting us back together. Christ enters into death, the ultimate separation, and because he is the all-holy, all-powerful God-word through whom the entire world was created, because he is incorruptibility in himself, death itself was defeated, and the power that death held over all the world was undone in Christ's crucifixion. And what St. Paul is telling us in Romans 6 is that baptism is a symbol in the hands of Christ in the church. Through baptism, we are being thrown back together with God because in baptism, we are being brought into Christ's death, the very place where he defeats death in order that we might also be brought to resurrection life with him. What we just witnessed in baptism is like an extension of a prison break. Satan jumped the shark in thinking that he could imprison in death the incorruptible, uncreated light that is Christ the Lord. And in so doing, Diabolo has found himself defeated and the prison doors of sin and death have been thrust open that the captives dwelling in darkness might come forth into the glorious light of Christ. It is on this night that for centuries the church has baptized catechumens or renewed the baptismal vows of the faithful as a way of remembering, being brought back together, re-symbolizing that death could not capture Christ and has instead been utterly defeated in his glorious resurrection and therefore we have already been made alive with Christ. We have been made alive unto God. The crucifixion and resurrection of Christ are not contained by the past. They spill outward, overflowing into the present and beyond. We need not look with longing and envy at the first band of disciples. For the resurrected Christ, which they saw with their eyes that had been illuminated by the Spirit, in the word and the breaking of bread, is the same Christ present to us in the word and the breaking of the bread. Friends, if you have been baptized, then you have been brought into Christ's death and into Christ's resurrection. You have been rescued from the prison house of death because Christ, having died once, shall never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Christ descended that we might ascend. Christ was thrown apart that we might be thrown together again with God. Christ gave himself up 
for the life of the world, that we might be made alive unto God. Alleluia! Christ is risen.